Well, welcome, guys. So this is the first episode of the Four Peas in a Pod. You know, our idea of this podcast is to really um, discuss personal development, motivation, um, and also how to handle, you know, your finances when it's in regards to just saving money, when it's in, in regards to investing, um, also in regards to just like purchasing your first, first home. And, uh, you know, just to introduce ourselves, you know, I'm David Davis. I'm Orville Davis. Anthony Messam and Andre Messam. And I feel that the four of us here today, you know, we're um, not to brag, but I think we're all pretty kind of ahead of our, our age group in terms of just knowledge that we pertain in different categories. And we felt that you guys would find a lot of value uh, in terms of some of the things that we wanted to speak about. Um, I thought it would be a good idea to just really get a background as to, you know, all of us here in terms of like our careers, education, and um, and just also just you know business endeavors that we all per- partake in. I mean, particularly with myself, um, you know, I'm I'm a financial advisor. Um, you know, I went to went to college, didn't really know what I wanted to do, pursued a liberal arts degree, and just kind of bumped into working at the bank and uh, worked through the ranks and you know, finally became an advisor. And, uh, you know, I plan on doing this for a long period of time. And as far as, you know, investments that I've done, you know, I just do your traditional, you know, mutual fund investing and stock market investing. And, um, you know, I'm looking to pursue also purchasing my first home. So um, I'm Orville Davis. And a little bit about my background is that uh, I actually have a business degree, uh, an associate's degree in business management, and I'm pursuing a major in uh, global business management, along with uh, computer programming and a minor in Latin American studies. Um, I personally view the world as a, as a place where we could expand upon it. We don't have to stay, you know, put in one nation. We could actually expand our resources and invest in different markets all around the world. Um, so I pretty much have a, a decent background in uh, as far as like business and investments. I currently own my own home that I just bought recently. Um, that's one of the things that I'm you know, pursuing as well as uh, other entrepreneurial things that I'm working on as far as uh, other businesses. Hey, this is Anthony Messam. I got my start in the aviation field. Uh, I've been fixing planes for five years. Um, I'm also currently a teacher. I'm working on my master's. I got my undergrad in business management. And my investment field is real estate. Um, I always knew that's what I wanted to do. My parents done it. And um, I bought my first house at 24, working on my second house right now. Well, I have second and third lined up. So hopefully I could close and seal the deal on those within the year. Um, Primarily, it's seeing if I can get other people to invest their money and me just finding the deals and use that as flips, um, as the the current and widely used term. Um, For me, my personal capital that I have, the personal money that I use, I use that to acquire and um, acquire homes and rent them out. Um, So it's like a two stage. So I kind of always have to think like ahead of the game and and be on top of things. So that's that. Hey everyone, this is Andre Messam here, the youngest P in the pod. And I come to you with an undergraduate degree 
in accounting and I, I come to the table learning, wanting to learn a lot. And I have, my mind is like a sponge and just being around these guys with all their information, all the knowledge, all the experience that they have, you know, I feel as if I've gained a lot from them. I look forward to sharing the, the struggles that I've been going through, the the struggles that I've been going through and share how I feel as if I can accomplish them, things that I have accomplished so far. So I just like to give you guys a new vibrant and young generation point of view. Awesome. So I, I thought, you know, a, a good place to start in terms of our conversation today. I think that you know, at some point we're going to discuss, you know, investment opportunities, real estate opportunities and how to get involved in that. But really a foundation is really working like you need to get a job. Right. Um, and I think that there's also a very interesting conversation regarding the value of going through school and then getting a job and also just getting a job and getting schooling throughout having a, um, a job. And, um, you know, I, I personally I, I went through a position where. You know, my particular role that I that I work in right now that I plan to make a career, my college degree wasn't concentrated in that particular field. Um, you know, again, growing up and I don't know if a lot of people that are also, you know, high school graduates go through this, but I didn't really know what I wanted to do. You know, I didn't really have a direction. I knew I wanted to make money. I knew I wanted to be financially free. Um, and I looked up a bunch of jobs that pay a lot of money. But uh, none of them were truly something that I was passionate about. And, you know, I found that I always kind of geared off course. And where I found success was really working for a company that, you know, could be a Fortune 500 company or something like that. And really working through the ranks and making my money there. Um, but um, what, what are your guys' opinions on, like, the whole getting a degree and then pursuing a job or like, is there value in, you know, getting a master's and then waiting until getting the, the, the right job, you know, after that? I mean, what's, what's kind of your, either any one of you guys could kind of speak on this. Well, being the, the most recent person out of college and going into the work field, um, it definitely helps if you have an idea on what you want. I have a couple of friends who have, who didn't know what they want, but they gained so much value by not going to college right away or maybe doing one year in college and saying, you know what, I, I don't know what I want. At least I took these um, entry classes. So that got the platform out of the way and I can always transfer those credits. And they traveled. They went to they they went to East Asia to experience that culture. They went to the West Coast. They went down south and it allowed them to like really get a better understanding of something to help them find themselves to get a better understanding of what they want to do in life. So I think that was a, a great value. And now that they've, and then even like looking back from when they were a freshman in college and they only got maybe a 2.3 to taking time off, finding out what they want to do. And now they're in undergrad and now they're getting 3.5, 3.8. I said, wow, I never even got anything like that in my life. So it just, one, it becomes more meaningful if you feel lost. You know, it becomes more meaningful and you know that there's a bigger waiting behind it because you're like, wow, all my other friends are the same age as me and they have their degree. They're working already and you kind of feel more accountable, you know. So but in my case, I went straight into college right away but because I, I had I had an idea. But I think it's definitely beneficial if you kind of feel lost to get out there, get your hands and get your hands wet and other things 
and see how it affects you? I think it's a pretty, uh, it's a dynamic question because it depends on your personality. Um, if you're a person that's really social and you're eager, I think you should go out there in the world because you don't know what you like until you experience everything, right? So um, you can just try different things and then you can find your niche. On the other hand, if you're just like a book person and you're kind of to self, going through school might just be for you, you know? Um, as far as you, Dave, like you're a pretty dynamic person. You're social, you yeah, you're very smart and you know how to work. So like your work ethic is great. So it was easy for you to work through the ranks. Like I had no doubt with that. You know what I'm saying? Um, as far as being, having a dynamic personality as you do, um, it, it takes, it takes a lot of effort, you know, and a lot of people kind of don't have it. So the not going to school thing is not for everybody. You know, everybody can't just drop out of school and just be successful. You know, everybody's not a Zuckerberg, you know, so or, or jobs. So you just have to find your niche, but you have to always push for the progression. You know, you can't just be out here lollygagging and expect, oh, something's just going to fall into my lap. It doesn't work that way. Yeah, wow, I think uh, all three of you make really great points. And, um, you know, one thing that I wanted to talk about uh, that I that I noticed is that, um, you know, I've seen this work on both ends, right? Whether, you know, you uh, you go to school and then get and you get your degree and then you find a job, you know, and I feel like that works in certain in disciplines. However, I've also seen people like take time from school, take a break and actually work in the real world. And then decide that, okay, now it's time to go back to school. And uh, they have more of a discipline. And, uh, you know, for me personally, I went to school right after uh, high school. I went to college right after high school. And for me, I knew what I wanted to do. I knew I wanted to go into business. But I wasn't taking it as serious because I was coming out of high school. My maturity level wasn't as high as... uh, as it needed to be in order for me to take it serious. So like, you know, rather than being disciplined and going to class, I was dropping out to go hang out with friends. Even though I knew that like, I wanted to do that, like I wanted to do good in school, but it, it wasn't that important to me. When, it, when I had to take time out from school for, you know, personal reasons, and then um, go into the real world, work, you know, I, I was working on my own business, and then I actually had to go work for people because of, you know, um, financial difficulties. I was able to come back into school with a different mindset and that allowed me to be on the dean's list every semester because I stopped caring about hanging out with friends or trying to, you know, talk to whatever person in the in the classroom. You know, none of that mattered to me. What mattered to me is okay, time is running out. Everybody's uh, you know, has their degrees, they're they're doing well in their life and my and and I'm approaching 30 soon. So, I need to get it together. And just focus on what's going on in class. No more hanging out in the back of the classroom and trying to, like, you know, make friends and all that. The only friends I'm focused on making is the professor as my friend. So I'm sitting in the front of the class, and that ensured that I would get A's all the time. Now, there's some cases where, like, um, where working first will benefit you because a lot of jobs have uh, um, 
tuition programs. So they'll actually pay for you to go back to school, which is a win-win. And, you know, you, you maintain a certain grade and they will reimburse you the money for your classes. And, you know, that, that's pretty beneficial. And you gain work experience. So, like, when you get your degree, you're more attractive to other employers because you have experience and you have your degree. So you're not just a bookworm. You actually have something on paper that shows that you, you have done work and you have the knowledge and you can merge the two. And that's the thing that I think a lot of people are forgetting that, you know, it's not just one side is better. But if you blend the two, it could work out for you. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I think that, you know, a big struggle with a lot of people that go through school is the the expectation that they're going to get a job as soon as they get this degree. Right. They're going to come out of school. They're paying all this debt. And the expectation is I'm going to jump out and I'm just going to get a job. And I feel like what, what I'd like us to spend a little bit of time speaking on, I feel that a lot of people there, they understand with, you know, online applications, ZipRecruiter and Snag a Job and Monster Job and all these things. And, um, you know, I think that those sites are very passive in terms of, you know, going about it. And I, I'd like to talk a little bit about like networking and, and speaking about like just the old good old fashioned like in person shaking someone's hand and building connections in you know respective fields and how to kind of go about that like the basics of it you know I feel like a lot of people you know they can stay on on the computer for an hour you know like just filling in applications for a number of jobs um, or they can spend that same hour you know going to a networking event or something like that and shaking hands and kind of speak about you know, I, I, I think, you know, one is more effective than the other, but kind of want to get your, your guys' viewpoint on that. I feel like people lack a lot of grit when they come out of school. Like they're kind of, uh, you know, they know all the book stuff, but they don't really have the street smart, so to speak, right? They don't know how to speak to a person and really develop a relationship. So I just kind of wanted to get your guys' takes on just overall like networking and like, you know, how to go about networking and like what to talk about when you're meeting a person within a respective field that you're interested in? Sure. So what I've noticed, um, I, I've actually had a lot of success when I would actually look for jobs. And, uh, you know, I, I had a situation where I had applied to um, about 25 jobs and about 20 of them called me back for interviews. And then about 10 of them actually hired me. Like they, they, they wanted to hire me. They, they, they put in an offer for me. And I just had so much choices where I literally couldn't even decide who to pick. I, I had to literally put them all up on the wall and, and throw a dart at it. Well, <laughs> not entirely. I mean, obviously you have to do a little more, you know, do due diligence and, um, you know, figure out which would work best for you as far as benefits and pay and uh, joy of life, you know, to see if this is going to be something fit for you to do. But as far as the, the process, you know, what's really big is uh, you want your resume to be good and you want it to be looked professional you want it to be structured the right way formatted the right way now that's only the tip of the iceberg because you know when you hand your resume to someone that like sends a first impression you know and um, they, they look at it, they see if it's, it's if it's neat they see they want some some want to see if you have a cover page or not you know but that's just the first part you know the main important part is your personality they want to see that they want to see that you know do I like this person? And that's and statistics have shown that most people are hired based off of the vibe that someone gets from the person, not so much on like you know what their real experience is or you know not, not so much as what's on the paper, but why, how that person is. Because you can have two people that come into for the same job, 
right? And one person can have a slightly better resume, but both get called in for the interview. The person with a better personality will get that job over the person that has more qualifications. If, if there's somewhat of a, a relativity in, in the levels of their accomplishments. Yeah. Because, um, you know, people want to see, do I like you? You know, did you shake my hand the right way? Did like, can you talk about something that I can relate to? Like, um, are you calm? Like, you know, like, can I see myself working with you? Can I see you? Can I see you grow throughout the company? Can I see you working with my other employee employees? And, um, you know, I think that is a, is a huge part that a lot of people need to develop. You right. know, it's personality. You have to have that down packed. And as far as like, you know, going to network events, yeah, that you know that that's a huge thing, you know. So you you want to have your resumes ready if you're going to these network events because sometimes they're like, okay, sure, send me send me your resume, right? Or or do you have a business card, you know, something along the line where they can remember. You want to set a lasting impression on their head so that you know if you think about you know, you want to be familiar. You don't have to know everything about everything, but you know if you know a little bit about a lot of different things, like you know if you notice that someone likes a certain sports team, you know, or you know, you want to touch a little bit about that, just a little bit, so that they can see that you're kind of interested. If you hear that, you know, if you hear the last name and you notice that it's from a certain region, right. you know, you you maybe want to talk a little bit about that. Try to touch base because, you know, uh, as my father would tell me, you know, people want to know that you want to touch into their culture. If you could touch their culture, you could touch their hearts. If you Absolutely. could touch their hearts, you could touch their pockets. <laughs> so. So, I, you know, one growing up with, with Anthony and just like hanging out with him, like he's always been a very sociable person. And I'm really interested in, you know, your take on networking and just just like the basics. Right. Like, you know, I feel like a lot of people are introverted by nature. Right. Like they they can certainly go on a social networking site and write a message. Right. But just in person, a lot of people get nervous. They don't know what the hell to talk about. Um, they don't know how to break the ice. And I thought that. You know, if you have any tips on like when you first meet somebody within a respective field or like how do you kind of make it from the awkward like, you know, um, ice that's between you guys to being able to just have a genuine conversation. Uh, So just keeping it brief, um, I think one networking event with a plan is better than applying to 25 different companies. Um, it's, it's much more personable by you talking to someone, shaking a hand, getting a vibe, uh, posture, the smell of your breath. You know, like you talking to somebody, it, it, it brings you so much farther, um, especially when I say uh, it depends on how hungry you are. Somebody that's of a certain caliber of success can definitely um, see the hunger in you because you remind them of their self when they were your age. Right. So, and I think it, it's, it's, it's so much... Um, it puts it puts you in a different space than just looking at a resume. Um, when they say you know it's not what you know, it's who you know. Sure. Because you can develop or you can learn any job. Right. You know it's based on the experience. It's based on the training. Like, not that I know anything about banking, but if they hire me at a at a at an accounting firm, I can learn all of that. Right. 
Um, so it's it's the whole personable aspect of it. Um, the whole dress for success, the whole looking the part. Um, the way I kind of break the ice is I come from a more comedic um, aspect where right. I love to see people laugh. So sure. that's that's my icebreaker. Right. You know, I'm just I'm not so much of the the um, what do you call it sarcasm. Sure. That's I don't think that's humor. Right. But a lot of people do, and right. if you kind of just break the ice with uh, maybe like a little joke that you've seen from history that sure. works, sure. that's cool. Right. Compliments always work. You can right. get your way through anywhere in life to flattery. <laughs> right. <laughs> it never fails. So when you see me give compliments, I give minimum of five compliments every day. Right. When I go on the street, I'm giving minimum of five compliments. That's great. You don't know where a, that's a beautiful smile or that's a beautiful shirt. Where that can take you, mm-hmm. it's taken me pretty far. You know, like I've done, I've done okay. I'm nowhere close to where I want to be, but sure. like, I'm I'm cooling, right? So, that that's my perspective. That's my icebreaker, and it it tends to work. You know, no matter how beautiful, no matter how quote unquote unattractive somebody may be, you have an external beauty and you have an internal beauty. So. You just have to, like, you just have to grasp that beauty that you're talking to of that person. So, what about you, Dre? Yeah. What's your take on this, man? As Orville Anthony has said, you know, I feel it's important to make the make connections with people, uh, give people compliments. Uh, it's important to make people know that they're that they are valued. Um, it's something that I used to do all the time when I worked in. When I used to work at the grocery store at Shoprite, I would I while I'm scanning people's uh, groceries, if I could see maybe the license plates, or if I could see the car, the um, the their key chain to see what car they have, or maybe if I heard an accent, and I can hone in to where that where that accent is from. I would just randomly say, "Hey, are you from Scandinavia?" Oh, or if I would see a BMW. I remember one time I was walking to work and there was a BMW. I believe it was a E350 2008 model and the lady happened to come to my it was the only Mercedes in the parking lot she came to my register I was like wow I saw the keychain I said wow you look like a BMW type of I mean in a Mercedes Benz type of lady I said honestly I wouldn't even be surprised if you had like an E350 2008 (laughs) she was like what? I really look like this and she couldn't believe it. And, it. and I never told her that I saw the car in the park a lot before. But she's like, I have the same exact car. I have that model. And then ever since then, um, I stayed in contact with her. She always came to my line. She always asked how I was doing in school. She Then she told me, oh, I'm going to get rid of it. I'm going to get an M4. I'm going to get a white pearl. I'm going to get the red interior. And then she said, then come to find her. She says, I have a skydiving ranch. Here, take my information down. If you ever want to come, let That's me know. Awesome. Mm. You know. And then I remember I had gotten to a my car had got messed up and then she's like give me a call i'll come pick you up i'll drop you off if i if i was getting off work at shop right she said i'll drop you back at the university so you can go so it's, it's important to just find things that you can one connect with people on and give people compliments sure. because it, and people love to feel uplifted you know and just to people for people to know that they can connect with you right and especially like 
Uh, Anthony said, when you're younger and you remind them of themselves when they were younger, people want to see that. And people genuinely do want to see other people win. I think in this day and age, people feel as if people just want to step on them. Yeah. But as long as you are being respectful, positive, you make someone feel like happy on sure. the inside, people are more willing to work together. And yeah. say, you know, this person is genuine. You know, maybe we can do something together. To make things work. Yeah, I feel. I feel like you know, um, you know, I I, I watch um, a number of like motivational movies, and I felt like one that I, I took a page from, you know, just in particular with like climbing up the corporate ladder, um, was in the pursuit of happiness. It's based on uh, Chris Gardner, <clears throat> and um, you know, long story short, you know, he went through a financial struggle, and he one day saw a gentleman, you know, driving a Ferrari. And he asked him, what, did you, what do you do for a living? The guy ended up saying, I'm a stockbroker. And I feel like, you know, anyone that's like possibly listening to this, like you should be eager to ask people that you see that's in a position of success or a position of something that you would possibly be attracted to, right? You know, compliment, of course, but like just, ha- you know, that's a great way to open a dialogue. I feel people love to talk about themselves, right? Mm-hmm. You know, tell me like... You know, how did you do this? You know, like, you know, how, what made you so successful? What do you do for a living? You know, people love to share that information and in, in, in a way kind of pay it forward. You know, for me, you know, when I was, you know, starting in banking, like, again, I, I had no idea what I wanted to do. I knew I just wanted to make money. Um, you know, any opportunity I saw upper management visiting the branch, you know, a lot of people would kind of steer away from them and be on their best behavior. I would go straight up to that person like, Hey, I'm a new person here. What do you do? And how did you get to where you are? How can me get to where you are at this point in time, you know? And they would walk me through what's involved, right? And making those connections and showing your interest, I think goes a long way. Um, I think just to, you know, wrap up, you know, some takeaways that I kind of heard, you know, from you guys is like, make a lot of compliments to people, right? You know, make, you know, have a network of people just go out, shake some hands. You know, it's better to spend an hour with, you know, meeting actual people than spending an hour putting 25 applications in on online um, and paying attention to those details, right? Like, you know, what, what their last name is, a culture thing, um, you know, um, what type of car they drive, whatever, you know, role that you're in. Um, and um, and really, you know, just... Uh, you know, overall, just like um, if you're if you're if you're taking the time, whether it's, you know, at a grocery store that you're working or if it's in school, um, speak to your professor, speak to any point of contacts that you can make a relationship with and and try to deepen those relationships. Don't be so you know caught up in, in your social circle where that's the only people, you know, you always want to build knowledge and keep learning. Right. And um you know, I, and I hope you guys listening today found a lot of value from this podcast. We plan on, you know, producing a lot more. And I, I feel like we could keep talking for like another hour or so. Well, I what? just want to add one yeah. last thing. You yeah. know, as far as you said, you know, stretching your network, you know, it, it's been said that your network determines your net worth. So you always want to be expanding that. And I think a main thing that a lot of us didn't, that, that we all didn't cover is 
confidence. You want to have confidence within yourself because yeah. how are you going to go up and speak to somebody if you don't have like, any confidence to do so? So like part of that is developing self-confidence. Uh, you know, whether it is you're listening to a motivational vi- uh, video on YouTube or something or listening to messages or just self-affirmations in the morning and telling yourself that you could do it because you, you want to be confident in yourself because people can sense the confidence within you. Sure. And this will allow them to talk to you because, uh, you know, all this information is good and all, but it doesn't work unless you actually go and do it. And right. part of actually doing something is actually having the confidence right. to do so. Makes sense. The number one person that you should compliment is yourself. There you Wake go. up in the morning and say, hey, I'm sexy. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's great, man. Guys, I thought this was great, man. Thank you for your time, and we'll see you guys next week.